Hello everyone and thank you for tuning in to the lineup on Yahoo Sports. My name is Steve Zahoyes, that's Wesley Chang, and we're going to put a bow on week 10 from the National Football League and look forward to week 11 looking at it from a fantasy football perspective. And Wes, let's start off the top with some home run plays on the waiver wire. Now, these guys aren't one-week flyers. These are players that you want to stash on your bench because they have the opportunity to make a real difference down the stretch. And you're starting with an Indianapolis Colts wide receiver. Yeah, 34th overall pick in the 2020 draft. Michael Pittman is emerging as one of Indianapolis's most reliable receivers. In the last game, he led all flex players in snaps. He had four red zone targets, with targets which led the entire team. And over the last two games, he's had the most absolute number of targets on the entire team. He's been the highest graded starting wide receiver over those same last two games. And with T.Y. Hilton ultimately looking a step slow, this is a great opportunity for Pittman to emerge as Rivers' go-to guy moving forward. But on top of all the data, from a purely eye test standpoint, Pittman was very good Thursday night, constantly finding holes in Tennessee's zone coverage. And it's the type of kind of smart, high IQ type of play you want to see from a player emerging into the wide receiver one conversation. With four advantageous matchups through the next six weeks, don't be surprised if Pittman emerges as a wide receiver two the rest of the way. The next player I'm going to talk about is someone I can't believe I'm actually recommending them, especially considering the situation. But LaMichael Pirine, yes, a New York Jets running back, is someone that I think is worth stashing on your bench in fantasy football. When you look at the New York Jets, this is a team that they can't really move the ball that well on offense. But I think we saw some signs before their week nine bye week, or excuse me, week 10 bye week, that they were moving the ball a little bit better against New England. Now, uh, the latest report from ESPN says LaMichael Pirine is going to be featured down the stretch because the Jets want to see if they've got a true number one running back in their rookie. I think this is definitely a situation that it probably won't give you a true RB1, but I think Pirine has the upside to be a low-end RB2 just because you know he's going to get a lot of work and just the workload in itself is enough to put Pirine in that conversation. He's also a former uh, fourth-round pick. He was selected in the fourth round in the 2020 NFL Draft, and he caught 40 receptions in his last season at Florida. So he's a bit of a dual-threat running back. So worth a stash in a 10-12 to 12 team league for sure, and potentially seeing how he plays out, he might be able to crack your lineup some weeks down the stretch here. With coach Matt LaFleur hinting that this player is about to be activated Wednesday, Alan Lazard is somebody you should try to get ahead of on the wire before the rest of your league takes notice. It feels like forever, but let's look back at the first three games of the season and analyze some of the numbers Lazard put up to start the year. He had just under 15 or just over 15 fantasy points per game in those three games. Devontae Adams played in one and a half of those. He averaged just under 16 yards per target, which is six more than both Valdez Scantling and Adams. And he was five for seven in the red zone, which was the most efficient out of those three. With an 81% catch rate and a 13 uh, average depth of target to start the year, he's really established himself as an effective deep ball threat for this offense. And this is an offense that has been humming. So envision that. A Lazard wide receiver three joining this offense. Think about all the single coverage that could be potentially coming his way. 
Now, if anything were to happen to Devontae Adams once again, oh, the possibilities with A-Rod throwing to Lazard as his number one option. That would immediately throw him into the back-end wide receiver one scenario uh, conversation moving forward. But even with Adams healthy, Lazard being thrown back into this offense should be a wide receiver three at worst. The next rookie running back I'm going to recommend is Cam Akers from the Los Angeles Rams. And there was a pretty positive and encouraging sign in the Rams' first game back in Week 10 from their bye week. Akers actually led all running backs on the team in carries. He was third in snaps, but the 10 carries were a team high on the day. And this is some of the fantasy managers who drafted in the middle rounds in their draft just probably gave up on. They, they probably weren't waiting on him to come into fruition, which means there's a good chance he's available on your waiver wire. And now he's not someone who I think you should pick up and plug in immediately, but that's not the type of player we're talking about here. We're talking about home run plays. If Daryl Henderson or Malcolm Brown were to go down with an injury, I think Akers would definitely slide his way into the RB2 conversation. He's a second-round pick out of Florida State, and he ran behind a really bad offensive line while he was there. I think there's a lot of talent to Cam Akers' profile, so if an injury does occur to either Henderson or Brown, look for Akers to have a much expanded role moving forward. To zone. More live football than anyone else. Stream exclusive Premier League and UEFA Champions League. Stream every NFL game, including the Super Bowl. Plus, exclusive Red Zone. Showing you every touchdown, every Sunday. DAZN. Start your free trial at DAZN.com and stream on multiple devices. More live football than anyone else. D-A-Z-N. DAZN. You're watching the lineup on Yahoo Sports. We just talked about some home run plays to add to your roster. But here are four players that you should consider dropping who are rostered in over 60% of Yahoo leagues. Stevie, who's the first name listeners should consider? Well, after week 10, Jared Goff, he's, he's goffle. He's brutal. I would recommend completely you drop Jared Goff. He could not get it done against the Seattle Seahawks, who have been the go-to matchup four quarterbacks this year. He's the only quarterback in the NFL to play the Seahawks this season and not score a touchdown in any fashion. He also threw for the second fewest passing yards of any quarterback against the Seahawks. I don't care that he threw for over 300 yards. That's a gimme. He barely passed that mark against the Seahawks. Additionally, Goff offers you zero rushing upside. He's not going to run with the football, which means he better get it done through the air, and I've got zero trust that he can do that. So, Goff, you're being dropped. With Baltimore dead set on keeping it a three-back committee, Mark Ingram's a name that should have been let go a long time ago. In Week 10, he had five carries. He put up five yards. On the season, he's averaging 4.2 yards per attempt. Dobbins is a full yard above. Edwards is at 4.5. And he's not even the goal line back in this offense. Of 10 opportunities there for the running backs, he's only had two of those on the entire season. Baltimore's offense is supposed to be the top in the NFL, but they're actually um, operating a full touchdown less than they were in 2019. I recommended dropping Ingram four episodes ago before his injury. Now that he's back, he's shown the same form. He's the least effective out of the three. He's the least used in the red zone, and he's least likely to help you on your fantasy rosters. Jared Cook Fantasy Managers, you've got a few nice weeks of production during the middle part of this season, but it's time to give it up. 
Michael Thomas is back, and that has really sapped away all of the target volume for Jared Cook. He's looking at just five targets over the past two games, which he's only been able to catch two of those for 30 yards. The upside with Cook just doesn't seem to be there. And I know tight end's a really awful position, but Cook's someone who's rostered in over 80% of fantasy leagues. I don't have him in my top 10 or top 12 on a weekly basis at tight end, and neither should you. So in 10 to 12 team leagues, it's time to, it's time to cut it with Jared Cook. Devin Singletary is currently the RB33 in fantasy leagues, and that trend line is going to only continue going downwards. In nine games played this season, he's topped 10 fantasy points just twice. In three games with Moss out, he did average 11 fantasy points per game. Good. In the six games with Moss, though, he's only putting up 5.9 fantasy points per game. There's been 20 goal line carries for this offense this season. Singletary's only had four of those, which led to his lone touchdown. In his career, 22 games, he's only had five touchdowns total. So with those numbers, he's simply not putting enough value from both the red zone position and from a 20 to 20 yards of production in order to be effective. The Buffalo offense has already climbed to another summit this season. They simply forgot Singletary back at base camp. Was the player who I think should be right at the top of the priority list for fantasy football managers on the waiver wire this week is Naheem Hines, if he's available in your fantasy football league. Hines is the RB4 in fantasy football since Indianapolis's week seven bye. He also leads all Indianapolis Colts running backs in snaps since week eight. And it seems pretty clear he has the most juice, he has the most burst, he has the most talent of all these Indianapolis Colts running back. We've been waiting for Jonathan Taylor all season. And at this point, we might just have to come to the reality that it might not happen in 2020. And Jordan Wilkins is no more than just a depth chart filler. One thing I like about Hines is he reminds me a little bit of Austin Eckler, the way he's able to create in space and how proficient he is in the passing game, which when you have a quarterback like Phillip Rivers, who relied on a player like Eckler when he played for the Chargers, that could be a rewarding position. We know Rivers likes to dump the ball off, and Hines is a great passing down back. So to me, Naheem Hines, if you need a running back, go out and grab him on the waiver wire this week. Rostered in 48% of Yahoo leagues, Jacoby Myers might just be the Travis Fulgham of the November 2020 NFL season. He's averaged just under 14 fantasy points since Edelman went down in week seven. Over the last four weeks, there have been 56 targets to New England wide receivers. Myers has had 35 of those. For three weeks straight, PFF has graded Myers as New England's top performing wide receiver. And even with Nikhil Harry back in week 10 playing half of the snaps, he ultimately ended up with zero targets. What's clear to see if you're watching the film, Newton and Myers have clearly established some very strong chemistry and the data supports it with Myers having the top passer rating out of all of Newton's options. Moving forward, considering the lack of options this offense has, the future of this team is really gonna be Newton, Myers, and Damian Harris. I'm sounding like a broken record here, but it's not my fault, it's your fault. Because you haven't added Jalen Rager in your fantasy football league yet. He's still under 50% rostered on Yahoo. And we're looking at someone who may just be the number one wide receiver on the Eagles. 
He led all Eagles wide receivers in targets against the Giants in Week 10 as he had seven, and he led all wide receivers in receiving yards as he had 47. He tied Travis Fulgham for the team lead in snaps at the position, and this is a first-round pick. A guy who's uber talented. You just saw what Justin Jefferson did on Monday night. T. Higgins, what he did on Sunday. Those are rookies, Higgins being a second-round pick and Jefferson being a first-round pick. But come on, people. Let's get on the Jalen Rager train already. He's got a super easy schedule the rest of the way. I don't know why he's not been added in more leagues. But come on, people. You've got a chance. Make the change. The tight end position has been a hot mess all season so if you're looking for somebody to add logan thomas is the top name rostered in under 50 percent of yahoo leagues since their bye week thomas has played in every single snap except for one he's uh with a small sample side he's actually had some good numbers with smith he's averaged 47 yards per game whereas he only averaged 30 yards per game with the other two quarterbacks on the season he's tied for ninth amongst tight ends in red zone targets with 12 total there are still 21 tight ends, though, that are rostered ahead of him. With Alex Smith ultimately playing a slightly more conservative game plan, Thomas could get enough looks out of the tight end position to finish as a top 12 the rest of the way. You're tuned into the lineup on Yahoo Sports. We're now going to dig in to some one-week flyers, players who you can stream on the waiver wire for maybe one to two weeks just to help you patch some of the holes your team might have during the bye week. And Wes is going to start us off with a Miami Dolphins running back. Zero RB drafters rejoice. We have another undrafted rookie running back who's making a dent in 2020. So Savon Ahmed, what's his resume here? In college, he was Miles Gaskin's backup. And during those opportunities, he had shown some really good elusiveness and some great hands as a receiving back out of the backfield. Uh, in week 10, he had 84% of the uh, running back touches. In terms of snap count, he had 44 snaps. Laird only had 10. Washington had four. But with Gaskin back no earlier than week 12 and Breda only getting in some limited practices in the past week, there's a chance Ahmed could have at least one more week of fantasy production. And they get a juicy matchup going into Denver as three-point favorites. With this Dolphins offense surging the way they are, there should be some positive game script coming Ahmed's way. Wes, I think the NFL is just a better place when Jameis Winston is in it, and he's back. He's starting at quarterback, likely, for the New Orleans Saints. We know they're going to mix in Taysom Hill, much to your joy, Wes, much to, to not my joy. I'm not going to be very happy when I see Hill on the field, but I think there's some fantasy appeal for Jameis Winston moving forward. We don't know how long Drew Brees is going to be out just yet, but I think it's pretty safe to say he's going to miss this week and probably next week. And luckily, this week in particular, there's a great matchup waiting for Winston as he gets the Atlanta Falcons, who are allowing the most fantasy points to quarterback this season. And another thing I like about Winston is, you know, a lot of people remember him from throwing so many interceptions last year. And while that is the case, he's never been the most accurate passer. He still was QB3 in fantasy football in 2019. And now he's taking over a Saints offense, which has Michael Thomas reinserted to the lineup. It also has Emmanuel Sanders. So I kind of like James Winston as a streamer. He can be a high-end QB2. 
and someone, if you have Josh Allen, let's say, on by for week 11, he might be the guy that you try to target on the waiver wire to start in his place this week. Kalen Balazs joins a long list of running backs coming off the street and doing some damage in 2020. In week 10, he played 46 out of 63 snaps with Kelly as his backup. In the last two weeks, he's graded as the Chargers' best running back option in those two games. And out of the red zone, he's dominated those opportunities, getting 11 out of 12 looks. And last but not least, Anthony Lynn. He's just shown that he loves this guy. He kind of really matches his personality as a gritty power back in this offense. But looking at the other options, it's important to list out what the injuries are. Week 8 standout, Tremaine Pope. He was actually active for Week 10. He didn't play. Justin Jackson, he's still on IR. Austin Eckler did tweet that the time is coming and drawing near, but there's technically been no official news about his return. So it's reasonable to say that there's at least one more week of production where Balazs could be uh, offering some short-term value. The Chargers get a Week 11 matchup against none other than the New York Jets. Any running back in this position should be able to give you some good production from that spot. That's going to do it for this episode of The Lineup on Yahoo Sports. But if you want to stay up to date to everything related to the show, follow us on Instagram at Yahoo Sports CA. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button on YouTube as well. For Wesley Chang, I'm Steven Sahoyes. Don't forget to set your lineup for week 11 of the NFL.